I'm Reverend Jay Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. Today, we are privileged to have Randy Atkins Jr. with us. Randy has uh, released a book entitled Produce on Purpose, and it is a book that teaches one and how to experience a life full of joy, peace, fulfillment, and fruitfulness. Now that is very rich in its content, and we'll get to it, but right now I'd like Randy to come on in and introduce himself to our listening audience. First of all, I want to say thank you, uh, Reverend Glover, for having me on uh, this, this great podcast. I am a native of Charleston, South Carolina. I am born and raised here. I'm still here. However, I do uh, have traveled the world from this would be with this being our my home base. I am married to my wife of 26 years. Uh, we have three children, wonderful children, uh, 22, 20, and 17. So we're enjoying and loving life. I have, uh, as you had stated earlier, I'm an author, teacher, speaker, preacher, and really a lifelong learner. And I have enjoyed the fact that being able to share how life can be enjoyed, that we don't have to wake up every morning in just complete and utter sadness, but that God and His infinite wisdom and His love has provided us with an ability to be able to have joy. So I love being able to share that message with the world and being able to uh, pass that along to the next generations. And I want to do that through many ways. So writing is one, being able to preach and teach is another way. And then I also work in software and um, I have taken what I have learned through software and uh, as a interest in computers and technology, and I have woven that into uh, what I have learned to do to be able to communicate this message to everyone that uh, even with the technologies and the analytical pieces, being able to bring that together, merge that in with our spiritual walk, that we can have a fulfilling life and an enjoyable life that everyone can actually obtain that all the time. And with faith in God, with faith in um, being able to understand what what Jesus was saying and what the hope of, of glory was giving us throughout our lives, we can all pass that along and allow that light within each of us, which God created us to have and that we were born to have, to be able to shine that to the world every single day. So any situation that we're in, we're able to do that on a consistent basis. Well, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> well, that, that, sounds, that sounds like good news that, you know, I like to say that uh, God has entered into our struggle in, in the person of Jesus, yeah. Jesus Christ. And, and we live in a troubled world that, that certainly is, is, uh, affords the, um, the, um, the opportunity for one to be overwhelmed with despair and hopelessness. But um, God invites us to another lived reality. And it's, and it's, it's, um, yes, we all want to get to heaven, but God is, is, is inviting us to a place on earth <laughs> where we can experience yeah. the presence of God. So let me ask you this. You, you like, like we talked a little bit earlier and, and I said, I know that you weren't born with this book in your hand. You had to, to grow and go through a little something before you develop this, uh, 
the nurturing of your gift. So just tell me if you could tell our listening audience a little bit about your faith journey from, from your younger days to where you are now. Yeah, I am reminded of, of a particular story where I was just playing out in my yard early on and uh, we were playing football as kids. And as children, you know, you're playing football and the ball ran and someone threw it out into the street. I ran after the ball in the street. I didn't look one way or another. And before I knew it, I was sliding as a, like a baseball player and I grabbed the ball, but there were screams and yells because there was a car that was barreling down the road and it stopped just inches away from me where I could actually see the tire that I was running right in front of me and it stopped. Mm. Mm. And at that moment I knew that something happened where it could have been that I couldn't have not, I could have not been here. And of course my mom was shocked. I'm just sitting there like, Oh, you know, I got my ball, but I knew at that moment that there must be something greater from my life that, um, I, I was grew up in the church. Um, I am coming from a line of uh, different ministers and preachers. And so I did have an interest, but after that particular moment, my interest actually increased. And when I was going to, uh, it was a vacation Bible school, and we were going through that, learning about God and how he really loves us and would want for us to enjoy life. That's when I really got into my faith journey and relationship with him, with my own self. And I was about 11 years old at the time. And from there, I always had an interest in what does God want for our lives and uh, what does he want to make sure that we can have joy regardless of the circumstances that we have. And of course, throughout my life journey, even from there, there were a lot of difficult times in my life where there were times when I wanted to truly give up. I'll, I'll say another milestone, and I talk about this in the book as well, is my 19-year-old younger brother, uh, many, many years ago, he was in a fatal car accident, and uh, it challenged my faith. I was um, a leader in our church, and I was... Uh, doing, you know, a lot of leadership work from a deacon perspective in our church. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that moment, my whole life was shattered because I, I, I didn't know what to do. This my my younger brother, we had grown up. Um, I was really hurt. I, I was asking God, what is this all about? And from there, I learned more from God about how he really guides us. He's mm -hmm. there for us. Every step of the way, no matter what we are going through, sometimes it can be the most challenging times in our lives. He gave me a step-by-step -step comfort. There are many hard days to be able to go through that. And as I continue to go through that, that's when I also got a call into to ministry to say, you know what, I have a message for you to share with the world and that you need to share this message, the good news, with everyone. And that's when I knew that having a personal relationship with him, regardless of the actual uh, groups that you end up being around or fellowshipping with, that if you have that relationship with him, that 
he will guide you in a greater love, a greater joy in this world. And so that kind of gives some key milestones in my life of how I ended up with this relationship with God and with a faith that I know now for myself that anyone that I come in contact with, I can share that faith with great confidence because I have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So now the book, first of all, the, the title of the book is Produce on Purpose. And and um, I guess it's a, it's available on Amazon? It's available on Amazon and also on my website, randyatkinsjr.com, so you can get it there too as well. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the book and, and, and we'll pick up from there. Yeah. So if you take a look at the book, Produce on Purpose, Experience Life, Being the Real You, on the front cover of that book, there is a mask and it is cracked and it actually has uh, like a seed, a seedling coming out of the mask. And the reason I had that on the front of the book, I talk about this is that many times what we find ourselves showing up as every day, we are many times wearing masks. And here's what the example looks like. We all can be good actors and actresses. I mean, there are times when I would go to a particular event and I could put on that mask. And sometimes we call it code switching. We call it many different things that you can change up how you look and how you even um, express yourself in particular situations. And in this book, I'm talking to everyone that Usually you're seeing the actors and actresses when it comes to movies. We see them on the billboards and we think, yeah, I want to be like an actor and actress. But if I were to meet that actor or actress face to face on a daily basis, they would be nothing like the characters they play Mm -hmm. in the movies. Mm -hmm. And we should not be like any character. We should be showing up as who God has created each of us to be. And so the book goes through talking about us not only being actors and actresses, which is fine, you can start doing that in your life, but at some point, maybe you think, I want to be a director of my own life, and I'm creating this movie, and there are many series and many seasons, as the Bible talks about in Ecclesiastes, that there are there's a season for everything. And our many series in our lives could be seasons that we are having to go through. And each season, you are there. You can be an actor. Maybe you want to be the director. And as the director, you have more creative abilities, more creative freedom. However, I am encouraging everyone to be the producer mm-hmm. because the producer is the one that not only hires the director, but they also hire the actors and the actresses. And they also many times are the ones that have either taken from writers or they have the script themselves, but they are the ones that put together all of the resources. And if in your life, instead of playing on someone else's script, that you would play on the script that God put for you Mm -hmm. and that you would guided, be guided by him to be able to walk this world, this life, the way that he created you to be. Each and every one of us was uniquely designed by God. It tells us in scripture that you were uniquely, you were wonderfully made. Each and every one of us was created. We all have a purpose in our lives, a meaning in our lives. And through that, 
I'm encouraging everyone to produce on their purpose. And I talk about in the book two different purposes. One purpose is the general purpose that we all have. The general purpose is for us to please our creator. And I put it out there, if your creator is love, then you're going to mirror that love in this world. And that's going to be the reflection that you're going to have. And you're going to please that that creator who is God in my sense. And then secondly, you have a specific purpose. Each and every one of us has gifting. And that gifting that you have, you are uniquely designed to develop that gifting. So if every day you are going out and being a producer of your life, understanding that there are seasons and that you are creating this mini series of your life, that there are going to be different times where your different parts of your seasons are going to be different things that you're going to do, but you're producing it. You're producing this thing called your life and you're basing it off of what you were created to do from God. Okay, let's let, let's is. let's uh, let me just jump yeah. in right here for one one second and I like the 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 way you use the word actors and and my understanding is that in the theater world in the early theater world the word mm-hmm. hypocrite came yeah. from was used in the context of theater as actors. <laughs> So uh, a, a hypocrite was somebody who was acting to be someone else. And, and it was used, actually used in the, in the context of theater. So, um, and then you mentioned something about um, us being individually gifted. Now, to me, this is very important because what, what sometimes what ends up happening is that people try to emulate someone else's gift as opposed to their own giftedness and the uniqueness of their own giftedness as a preacher. Oh, am I going to try to preach like T.D. Jakes or or this one or that one? Or am I going to embrace the gift that God has given me and not act like someone else? So I think um, um, identifying our own uniqueness and, and taking, uh, taking off that mask is a wonderful thing. I like the cover of the book. I like the, um, the cracked mask, the the, the seedling coming emerging from out of that it's a it's a very um, creative cover so let's um let's um continue you know you have on your uh, you, you know you talked a little bit about what it means to be a producer in your everyday life and um one of the questions that one of the points in in your talk about this book it says what it means to receive and obey god's vision for your life so how did that work out for you yeah, so the vision that God has for me to continue to move forward is not a vision that I had always just subscribed to. I I was looking, and based on my education, based on what I was taught in school, is you're taught to research a thing uh, in this external world, in this 3D world, and then you go about trying to acquire the skills and the knowledge to to do that. However, we're encouraged in the Bible and by Jesus and by God to really seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of the rest of the things will be added, which is almost opposite of what we're being taught in schools and everything else. And so as I began to understand vision, uh, the vision that we have for each, that God has for each and every one of us, 
comes from within us and that there are specific practices and disciplines that we need to do to keep our relationships to where we understand what is God's vision for me and how do I make sure that when it comes down to vision that there are two major obstacles I talk about uh, in, the book, in the book about vision. One of the major obstacles is you. We are most of the time the biggest and largest obstacle of our own vision of what God has for us because we have ascribed and believed in all of these other things that tell us that, uh, no, God didn't choose you to do that, or God didn't, there's no way God told you you're supposed to preach uh, or be able to speak about that. There's no way God told you to go write a book. There's no way God has uh, gifted you to go sing or whatever the gifting may be, or God has told you to go create a nonprofit and do this. But if we can overcome that obstacle and just lean into what is God actually saying to you without us putting in all of the external looking at anything on the outside of us to try to gauge whether we're in the right space because what we see on the outside is not indicative of what god is actually doing with you on the inside and then the second thing and the second obstacle that many of us encounter is that we often have our perception of what people think of us. Mm -hmm. That means that you sometimes are blocked by what somebody else is telling you you can't do. But I will share with everyone, your vision is your vision. And no one else has been had that conversation with God but you. And if someone is telling you there's no way you can do that, I always tell people, yep, there is no way I can do that by myself. Mm -hmm. But I know that I can do anything when it comes to God being on my side, because what man says is impossible, God says is possible. Mm -hmm. So when we have this, and for me, my the vision that God has put within me, there have been many times that uh, someone may have said that to me, or even myself, I say, I, I saw my grandfather or my father or those who were preaching or pastoring and saying, I was like, I in no way I need to do that. I'm going to go a different path because this is what I need to do. However, the vision for me is that I have a message to share to this world that you can have joy, you can have fulfillment, and God is making a way every single day that that vision becomes a great reality on a consistent basis. So I share that and encourage everyone that God does give us vision, and it may not look like what other people may think it is for you. You know, I, I actually experienced a person of faith, a minister, when I first came to the church as a, as a younger adult. And um, I, you know, I was fresh from a life of, of confusion and despair. And I asked this minister about um, Bible college, right? I said, um, you know, what's that all about? How can I get, you know, involved with that? And he looked at me and he said, you're not Bible school material, right? And now, little did he know that years later I would graduate from seminary with a uh, degree in, in religious education with a 4.0 GPA, right? So who are we to, to, to hurt somebody by telling them what they can't do and what they shouldn't be doing, what they're not qualified to do? Exactly. It, God can use anyone. In the Bible, God used the uh, donkey, so God can use anyone to, mm -hmm. to get his message out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Then you have another point. You say, you know, we talk about vision 
And we've talked about people trying to discourage you from that vision and, and um, trying to confuse it or bring confusion into or t- disqualifying you from what you've heard from God. So then you say um, in, your, in your book outline in the book, you mentioned why one should listen to their heart. Yeah. So we, and for me personally, for many years, because I have a tendency to uh, love to plan things. Uh, some people would call me the A type personality. I need to have a plan and I got to do this. And I'm, I want to have, uh, have a, the analytic portion of it because I've done software, software programming. And so my head and what I want to uh, be able to come up with is usually the way I was leaning in my life. Mm-hmm. But what I have found is that God innately has put us within us a heart mm-hmm. that actually can be connected directly to him. Now, mm-hmm. some people get confused that, you know, your heart can listen to other voices and other things. But my encouragement is that our heart listen to our creator, God. And if your heart is listening to God, then your heart has the ability to guide your life. And you want to be led with your heart and your heart will then tell your head what to do mm-hmm. instead of your head trying to tell your heart how you're supposed to feel. <laughs> we all know that our heart actually has the ability to give us a feel for something even before our head catches up. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this because I, I always love to give this example. Anytime I'm driving down the road and I see blue lights, they come up behind me. Mm-hmm. There's an immediate reaction that happens coming from my internal heart mm-hmm. that says, well, something ain't right, something mm-hmm. wrong, before my head catches up and says, is this really for me or is this for something else? When you have that, that happens to us not only in those situations, but it happens to us throughout our lives. And when we get in tuned with what God is telling us, then we get in tuned with our heart and what God is sharing with us. I, I give an example in the, in the book. It's like tuning in to a radio station. And if we tune into God, God will continue to provide us the great messages that we need to do and how we're supposed to move forward. And the most difficult thing in this life right now that we have is that we have so many distractions that our head gets involved in that we often miss the still small voice of our heart that is sharing with us, telling us this is the way you're supposed to go. So when we listen to our heart, we are actually going to be in commune with our Father and with God and what He wants us to do. And it may not look like what everybody else wants you to do or how it's supposed to be, and it is opposite of what the world tells us. Now, the world tells us that we're supposed to look at all these external things, but God wants us to look within mm-hmm. through our prayer. Mm-hmm. Through our meditation with Him, mm-hmm. through our study of His Word, we will understand greater what God wants us to mm-hmm. do. And let me let me just say this about listening to your heart um, in prayer time, right? I think we've been taught to pray sometimes in a way where a person approaches God and just starts talking and continuously talking without expecting to hear back <laughs> from God through Him speaking into your heart and and your mind. So um, sometimes it's it's good to be quiet in the presence of God and 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 actually listen for that small still voice that comes to you. 
I agree. And one of the times that I have learned the greatest time to be able to sit was uh, when we had COVID-19. And Mm -hmm. um, usually what I found now is that during that time that I had to sit with God for longer longer periods of time because there wasn't just, you couldn't go from one thing to the next in this world. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a new thing that you could go to. You had to sit. And I believe that is when the greatest revelations of God for each of us comes is when we have those times. Also, for me, uh, I often end up waking up early in the wee hours in the morning when my children sleep, my wife still sleep, and I can hear and I can talk and listen to God and hear what is he saying to me. And it may be different times for each and every one of us, but we should have that kind of time with him that he is actually speaking to us every single day mm-hmm. and all the time. Mm-hmm. And we can then be guided by that voice from within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess you've uh, picked up, I'm kind of going through the outline that you mentioned in your book and you talk about, yeah. again, you talk about the value found in seasons of transition. Um, life is a journey. It's a progressive hour, hour, life journey is a progressive work hopefully it's progressive <laughs> and and, yeah. and there is value to be found in each season of transition so could you kind of tell us what, what you meant by that there are going to be many seasons in our lives when uh, there's going to be transitions I have noticed in my life there have been uh, many seasons of transition whether it was when I first was getting out of high school and needed to transition to um, college and having more responsibility, or when I married my wife, uh, as we were still both in college, as we met in college, and we had to transition and learn how to uh, become adults, or as my children say today, uh, we learned how to do adulting, I, I, you know, the new way of saying it. Then there were other transitions throughout our life where, whether it was careers or with having children, and through these transitions, we learn new things. Some things are great. We, we call them good or bad, but I'm encouraging everyone, whether it's a transition of losing a loved one, um, that transition can be life-changing. I brought up my brother. That was a life-changing transition in my life. And so as we move through seasons, and my wife and I are in a season right now where we only have one more child in the house, and we're looking forward to only a couple more years where we could potentially be empty nesters, that's mm-hmm. a transition. Mm-hmm. And these transitions cause us to sometimes see miraculous works of God. We can see um, transitions that happen within us of who we are and what God wants us to be. Because one of the things that God wants all of us to understand is we are not the same person we were a month ago. We're not the same person we were 10 years ago, a week ago. You're a different person and you cannot guide your life based on who you used to be. 
what God wants you to do is be able to understand that the, in the new transitions and what God is, has for you, that there are possibilities that He can still use you regardless of your age, regardless of what you have capabilities or skill sets to do, that He can still use you and in these transition and these transitory times. In the book, I actually talk about uh, a scripture where there was Paul and Silas, they were in jail, and uh, at the midnight hour, they ended up praying and singing hymns. Well, in the external, it was a very uh, transitory time for them because they were in jail. But they, what did they do during that time? They prayed and they sang hymns to God. And through that prayer and hymns to God, there was a response that came from God that they actually had a shaking of that jail and they were all freed. And it was only because during that time, during that transition, they continued to have a relationship with God. And not only did they get saved, but all that were around them were saved. Mm -hmm. And that is what God wants us to understand is that even though it may look difficult on the external, that you continue to have that relationship, you continue to pray, you continue to sing, you continue to have that relationship with Him. And through that, God will show up in your life because everything changes. And we all know that because you're not the same person you were 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. the same person I was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. We all grow and change and transition. Nothing is forever in this world. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been kind of steering this, this conversation with points, bullet points from your, from your book. But I want to give you the opportunity to um, just give us the, what's burning on your heart, like right now, relative to this book. Um, what, what's, what is something that you want to let us know about um, the intention behind this book? The biggest thing I want everyone to understand is when I was younger I had a friend I talk about the story in the book and what we would do is we would go in his backyard and uh, we would get tarp and sometimes we get uh, string and rope and uh, we'll we'll get a bunch of different things together and we start building forts in his backyard coming up with ideas in our mind and as a young boy around eight, seven, eight years old, I learned that these ideas that we sometimes have can become reality into this world, but it has to be through us understanding that if God is wanting to work from the inside out and not particularly the outside in, and I want everyone to understand that this book is telling us by starting off in the very beginning, the first uh, chapter of the book talks about connecting with Source or connecting with God, because if we can connect and start living our lives from the inside out, then we will be able to have the right instructions and we will have a greater faith to know that what I see on the outside is already something that I had internalized before. 
and this is the past, what I'm seeing outside. If I look at my bank account, that's past work that I did. If I look at my my health at this moment, that's the past way I either ate or exercise. But I have the ability at this moment, God has given it to you to be able to connect with him, to be able to make a difference coming from the inside out, keep moving forward. That is the hope that he's given us, that you connect with him, you have a life with him, you believe that he has given that to you. And through that, you are able to serve this world in a greater way. There's a light within you. There's a gifting within you that we all need to see. That everyone in this world needs to see your gifting. We need to see what God has put within you. And as you're producing on your purpose, as you are coming from the inside out instead of looking from the outside in, you will have a greater way of being. I I like to say either you could be the, the thermometer and tell everybody, hey, I see everything on the outside. I know the. I'm going to tell you the temperature on the outside. Or we can be the thermostat. And the thermostat actually can change the temperature in whatever room that you're in. You have the ability to change the atmosphere of your life by connecting with God and producing on your own purpose, making sure that your life is not on someone else's script, but is on the script that God put for you. And as you do that, you will be able to do that by removing all of the masks, all of the social norms, all of the things that everyone else tells you you should do, and that mask will break off. And throughout the progression of the book, that is what I, I like to share is that we might start off with these beautiful masks that we're using, but as time goes on, we want you to be freed of all masks, that every time you show up with anything, you you show up authentically and you show up as the real you not anything else and that God has that for every one of us to do and that's what's been on my heart and burning on my heart make sure you're looking at things from the inside out let God really connect with you that anything that you're doing it can be done through God and it can show up in this world as he guides you amen well um, again can you please tell us where we can get the book produce on purpose yeah, you can get the book on Amazon.com, and it's in both paperback as well as ebook and also Audible. So there's multiple versions. So if you don't like to read, you can listen to it. Additionally, you can go to my website, RandyAtkinsJr.com. I also have a solo podcast called Produce on Purpose, along with video sermons as well as events or any other items there you can uh, catch up with me there and provide me any feedback and contact uh reverend uh, jay this has been fantastic thank you amen well uh randy i'm gonna uh, sign off i want you to hang on the line um for a moment um you've been listening okay. to you've been listening to faith talk um we've we've been sitting with randy atkins jr who whose book produce on purpose as he said is is available on Amazon and, and other outlets. Um, I really like the 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 idea of him connecting us with what's going on our inner self, as opposed to uh, hearing from God through our inner self, through our heart, as opposed to being so outwardly focused, where we're just listening to other people's expectations of what we should be doing and telling us how we should live our lives. Um, we need to return to God and get guidance and and allow the Holy Spirit to lead 
and guide us, gift us, and, and help us to be our authentic self. You've been listening to Faith Talk. I'm Reverend J. Stuart Glover. I would encourage you to visit www.ReverendJStuartGlover.com where you can sign up uh, as a recipient on an email list. You can contact me directly by email. Um, you can even leave me a voicemail on, on the website. Thank you for listening. Thank you for becoming part of our listening audience, which is now bec- leaving a global footprint. Um, thank you, and I'll see you next time. God bless you.